Welcome back to Liquid Lunch. I'm Hildegard Gmeiner here on April the 29th. And I am here with Rose Soroyan. And Rose, welcome to the show. We talk about karmic DNA, soul contracts, and bioenergy therapy. Please clarify, what's the difference between karmic DNA? Many of us have heard of karma. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to us what is that karmic DNA? When we talk about karma, it is more about past life information, what we have done before many different lifetimes. And when we talk about a karmic DNA, it's a name we have given to a DNA, physical DNA, which is not physical, it's energetic. Uh, it includes everything you have done, your essence, in your presence in this lifetime. But it doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean karma in the terms life. It's a life lesson learned in another time. So karma refers to something that karma the soul essence experienced in another life. And a karmic DNA refers to our DNA in this lifetime. Yes. The DNA is our physical DNA. We know what it is. They take a hair of your body or you know, a dead right. cell and they identify the physical. Mm-hmm. But we also know that the physical DNA is a manifestation of a soul, spirit. So, so the, the invisible DNA, shows up right. as a physical vessel which Western right. medicine right. can diagnose. So your work has nothing to do with the physical, everything to do with what? Whatever your soul comes here to do eventually manifests on a physical. It is unfair to say that it is not about physical. Okay, so we're talking, the premise is we have a soul, some software or something Mm -hmm. inside of us with a specific reason for taking on the physicality we are in. Yes. And so in that karmic DNA, you can see what that purpose is? Yes, and I don't see it in terms of um, uh, intuitively. This is more of an art, it's a science. It is a numerical calculation, just similar to like astrology, numerology has been ancient wisdom. It is updated for this millennium and it is not uh, intuitive. So anybody can learn to do how to do this. So it's very hands-on, one plus one equals logical. Right. It's a logical It is a science. It is a science. It's a science. It's an, you know, every science that we have proven was a metaphysic one day until somebody proved it. Oh, yeah, like in India recently, they made uh, yoga a science. Mm-hmm. I just heard that somewhere on mainstream media news. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. It used to be a science probably thousands of years ago. <laughs> so the same for karmic DNA. Did actually the ancient peoples know about this science? It's the wisdom. Let's, let's call it wisdom. Science is what we have proven based on what we are able. Right. Our capacity of understanding. But the wisdom comes beyond. Imagine like all the philosophers when they were just saying, doing things that they did, and we still remember them at this day and age. They didn't go to university. They didn't read books. They, how did they do it? It was a wisdom that comes through you. It is energetic wisdom. It is that power, that energy, that wisdom that runs the physical life in this lifetime. And everybody can listen and get information from it? Or is there a special 
training, let's say, the ancients had by their elders and forefathers mm -hmm. who well, trained them? We are bringing it into mainstream. It is something that, yes, everybody can listen to it. We have been programmed not to. So we are expanding our horizons in a way that's like who we are, what we can do, what we cannot do. In so many years, humanity has been kind of, we have, they have cut our wings. Uh, we have to be in a certain way, in a box. Uh, we don't know our powers. We don't even know who we are, what we can do or not. And once you really cut those uh, belief systems, cut through those belief systems, and you start paying attention to, uh, it is not what I like to do. It is within yourself. I've been doing this work over 12 years now. And when we talk about people, who they are, who they come here to be, or what is their mission, they resonate with it. It's not an idea outside themselves. Mm -hmm. And it is not just like what I like to do. Sometimes we like a lot of things to do, but it doesn't mean that I came here to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there are a lot, this is a topic, a hot topic. Everybody wants to know what their sole purpose is. Um, I don't know how they do it, but I know how we do it. Like in So let's talk a little bit about that. And you mm -hmm. said it's a, it's a mathematical approach to know what is in your karmic DNA. Mm -hmm. How do you go about finding that out? Well, the numerical calculation is this how we do it. Now uh, there is a program that we do, a computer calculates it, but uh, originally Richard and I are the two people that do this work and we can calculate by hand, mm -hmm. uh, just in your, in your head, uh, to come up with what you come up with. We did your karmic DNA at a So you discover what the person came to do. Yes, it is all in the energetics. So now if somebody is doing something totally opposing for what they came here to do, uh -huh. how will they know that they're going the wrong direction? Their body will talk. They, are, they will have uh, imbalance in their health, in their life. Success is not very possible. Obstacles are more often no fulfillment, no abundance. And it's like we may think that some of us are born like lucky and some of us are not, which is not true. Yeah, you must have read my mind. I was going to yeah. ask that question. <laughs> because I heard it, oh, you're so lucky. Right. You no. know, many people who have severe health challenges, and yeah. I've been through that as well, people say, oh, you oh. were just lucky. It's, Maybe it's, you weren't uh, sick in the first it's place. It's a big philosophy, you know. The philosophy is that nobody is on this planet by force, or because I was given an, uh, a job to do. Every single one of us, I resonate completely with the thought that we are here on our own accord. We volunteer to be here. We decide what we're gonna do, who our parents are going to be, what country I'm going to be born. So imagine those children that are choosing to be born in a hungry Africa. Yeah. Why would they do that for? There's a reason and purpose for everything. And before we are here, we know exactly what we're gonna do, or we know the difficulties or the reasons and you know obstacles. But once you're born, you forget all of that. And then you are in a mumbo jumbo system. It's like in uh, difficulties. Uh, but if you really uh, think that we do have a free will, that is for sure. I am sure. And the, 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 the originally it started, well, it is my will or God's will? That's the big question, right?
I came to really understand that my will is never different from the God's will. So, but instead of one obeying the other, it is the same source. And yet are we there getting are outside those people our who say it's God's will to do away with people who don't believe what I believe, and humanity has been ah. slaughtering each other on that topic for so long. Well, right. So how do you know which is the right God's will? And how many gods do we have? Who is right or who is wrong? These are the, the dogmas that have separated us. And uh, this is the time, the third millennium, that we really are coming uh, to our wisdom. We really did. We have the capacity to, uh, to have a higher awareness. We couldn't do this like 50, 60 years ago. But we are, we are at a time that we have the capacity to comprehend more complex issues. And we don't have to wait for somebody to tell us, uh, the scientists, the government, uh, they have proven now making some mistakes there too. Uh, but now the humanity in large is capable of really accessing information, processing, seeing what needs to be done. If we know that the planet Earth is not in a good uh, place and we have to fix it and there's a shift and then change coming, who is going to do that? If we think that force is coming to do it or somebody is going to walk planet to the travel, it's not happening that way. Well, but this is what we were conditioned to believe. Like right. I remember in my life as well, I'm thinking I'm so small and insignificant. Yes, I would make it like to help, right. but I don't know where to begin. And right. then I realized, oh, well, it's only my life that I can improve or change or transform and hopefully it impacts on somebody else. In fact, because we are energy beings and the most important thing that we do in this life is energetic. Our thoughts, our emotions, our de de desires, our fears, they are energetic. They are not here in my physical body, they're everywhere. Every human being, seven and a half billion population on the planet, Every single one, whatever they think, whatever they feel, they contribute to the whole energetic of the planet. So, so it's a pretty powerful then. It's very powerful. And so we are, this is an era that we come back to our own essence, like every single one of us who we are. And uh, what is our capacity? We can really, um, very. Uh, it's not a being optimistic or not, uh, the possibility to really fix this world in a short period of time is there. But it's not going to happen by a government. It's not going to happen by a person. It is like collective. So each and every one of us has to kind of step up to the plate and discover who we are, what makes us tick, and get we, on with our real purpose? Even if we don't decide to discover, we have issues in our own lives that we have to sort it. And if we really sort it, we're helping to the discovery of the big picture. So it's actually a neat construct. It's kind of like a game set up that, you can say that we come in blind, don't really know, total along until we hit a wall, Oh, that's not the right way. We go and make some different move, brings us somewhere else. Right. And in this process, then, our understanding grows? Is that what you're saying? In, in the past, this is how it has been going. Hit and miss, hit and miss. Hit and yes. miss, yeah. And now, knowing what we know, like when we process our birthdays and names and surnames and we have our karmic DNA codes, we call the energies codes. The codes are the human energies. Basically, when we talk about a uh, human physical body, we know what we're talking about. 
it's the skeleton, it's the nervous system, it's the, uh, the streams and veins Blood and vessels, everything yeah. else, the organs. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in the recent years when we have come to understand that we humans are energy beings, we don't have a concept of it. What does that mean? What is my energy? Now we do. I know exactly what my energies are here to do. And uh, yes, my life had to happen so many experiences, up and down and hit and here. Mm -hmm. And until now, I know what it is. But it is not the way I help others. It's not how I did it. Because I am unique. You are unique. Just like your DNA, just like your fingerprint, it is not fair to say that this system works for me. It's going to work for the rest of the world. It's not true. So yeah, everybody has like this unique drop of water, if I may just use the water mm -hmm. analogy. And if I put my drop in the ocean, the ocean will not be the same. And that's true for everybody. Right. Absolutely. So everything and everybody, every person, every dog, everything has its unique reason mm -hmm. for being here. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the best way we can uh, understand how this happens is when we give a sample. Because uh, talking about the philosophy part of it, it really doesn't cut it. Yeah, how does the rubber hit the road? Let's talk about that. <laughs> and that is when uh, you know people really come and understand. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about me, or you want to talk about you? Well, let's talk about how the understanding. You mentioned the name, the birthday. Right. There's some mathematical calculations you can do, and it gives you the framework. Uh -huh to understand where the person is at? Uh, I think the best way to explain is that there are 10 archetypes of human energies. And each and every one of us pick and choose what we need to do in this lifetime. Okay. On a soul level, yes, we do have access to all of it. It's complete. Yeah. But in every single life that we come here, we pick and choose what we want to do and what is going to serve us in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So then energies that we bring into this lifetime energies, human energies, are different from one another. Uh -huh. And the, the most important thing is to know, actually I will share with you my hypothetical manual. My hypothetical manual, it would say, at the time of birth, would say, um, Hildegard, you are a spiritual entity that you're going to be born as a human being. So to know what to do when you're a human, you need some tools. So you pick up your tools. So you take the things that you're good at. Uh, the gifts, the natural talents. But you cannot exist here with all the positive energies because a, a planet Earth is an electromagnetic state of being and everything on it has to be the same. Opposite poles. So a duality. Duality. Is yeah. So then you bring other energies that uh, they're not so easy for you to do. So in our work, we call it your personal challenges. We call it your natural gifts and your personal challenges. And so now we are in the duality, and this is what causes that kind of uh, the life here. What happens is that we are born with some belief systems, right? A family is a place that we are born, we're loved, we're supported. Uh, but what we didn't know is that according to that man manual, uh, that you bring your gifts, you bring your challenges, and make sure that you know that you have a free will. And in the process of your life, your challenges will be magnified by the people that you love. This changes the whole concept of our understanding of what family is, what a love story is. 
let's go back to that again. Okay. Can you repeat that sentence? So the challenges are brought by the people that we love? No. They will be magnified. Magnified. Okay, so anybody in our immediate right. family. For example, if um, I have a challenge of confidence at the time of birth, in my life I will be told that I cannot do it, that this is way out of my league. Yes. So nobody is really telling me I can. They will tell me to do other things that it doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. My challenge is confidence. I will not be supported by the family members. I will not be appreciated with for my, for right? who we are, yeah. Right. So uh, there, there is no one confidence. There is a lot. Uh, Self-esteem, uh, appreciation, needing confirmation from others. Every energy, is, it's, it's an intriguing information when you really learn about them. Uh, when you're born to inspire people, for example, uh, that it will be very much close to your heart. Uh, inspiration is like something that you do without learning. That's your gift. You just don't have to do anything, just show up. And that is your gift. But it's like, what would be the challenges of this inspirational energy? Self-doubt from the get-go. From and that the moment is, that is part of the program, yes. right from the word go. You got it. Well, sometimes people think that because of my father's behavior, mother's behavior, my teacher's behavior, or my husband, my wife's behavior, I am kind of, uh, I have this uh, problem. Yeah, because we are conditioned right. to always look outside, right. Right? right? And then we are this little victim who... If anything that we can learn today together is that like we really are programmed, believe we, our challenges are born with us. What happens in the life this is a soul contract. I will push your buttons, you'll push mine. Right. I will magnify your challenges and you will do mine. And uh, then I can run away blaming you and repeat when you don't the same know enough. thing with somebody else mm -hmm. and repeat it over and over, right? Perfect. And now what happens is that when people come for counseling for a while and then we really find out what, what was really the problem, I always say at the end you will send a thank you card to the very person that you are complaining about. Because How does that go down? It's beautiful. <laughs> at the beginning, they don't believe they can right. do it. Yeah, but yeah. at the end, they're smiling and they, they the agree. The eyes are open. Right. That is marvelous. Mm. If I would be, um, you know, I'm an innovator, I'm an innovator, I'm not a, a conformist. But all my life, nobody told me, yes, go, you can. <laughs> Sometimes we tell the people, yes, go, you can, that they're not a goer. <laughs> they are here for some, something else. Well, yeah, I mean, I read somewhere that humankind evolved because there were always those who were courageous enough to push the envelope, to challenge the I status quo. I would say quo. everybody has a role. Nobody has a more important role than the other. There so are maybe they're just somebody going down an uncharted road first mm -hmm. to create a way for somebody else, make it easier to build on it. Sure. I'll give you an example. At this time in the third millennium, one of the things that we collectively are doing is bringing a balance into masculine and feminine energies. Uh, how do we collectively think it's going to happen? The general consensus is that if we're getting paid at a bank with the same equal amount, then we brought balance, right? In fact, there are lots of women today on the planet that are born with a lot of 
decisive, strong, what erroneously, according to me, we call it masculine energies. And there are lots of men out there that uh, we will have like feminine energies. I really think this is not correct because anything that is strong and decisive and forceful is called masculine energy. Anything that has compassion and conformist and nutrient, nurturing others is called feminine energy. We have to fix this for heaven's sake, like I think. Oh, I agree, right. because it's, right. you just said, I'm just following your line of right. thought here, there is duality, right. neither one nor the other. It uh -huh. has to come into balance in both, right? right? So the way we are going to do it, it's like a lot of women that they have the strong energies between, in, inside them, masculine energies, they're not happy, they're not healthy, they have issues. And a lot of men who have a lot of mas um, feminine energies, they don't think they're strong enough or they're man enough or they have authority enough. So they're not happy.